And then I just, I just said, like, what does it feel like to say that I'm a writer? How does, how does that feel coming out of my mouth? This is Right Here, Right Now, a podcast brought to you by Vocal, an online platform for creators of all kinds and all levels of experience. It's a place to post, to read, to be inspired. I'm your host, Erica Wagner. This season, we'll hear eight essays all posted to Vocal by independent creators. Afterwards, we get to hear from the creators themselves about what inspired them, what they're working on, and what keeps them going. If you have any questions that linger after the episode, head to vocal.media to leave a comment for the authors right on their essay. Who knows? You might be inspired to write something yourself. Here's Right Here, Right Now. If you've been struggling to master a skill or knock out a project, this next piece is for you. In this step-by-step essay, Andy Murphy lays out the only thing you need to succeed. Listen in after the essay for more from Andy. Here's The Rarest of Human Qualities, If Cultivated, Can Unlock Superhuman Potential by Andy Murphy. The Rarest of Human Qualities, If Cultivated, can unlock superhuman potential. The rarest of human qualities is consistency. Jeremy Bentham. Wherever you look, successful people all say the same thing. They all have their own way of saying it, of course, but when it comes down to it, there's only one word, consistency. I shoot hoops every day basketball players say. I run every day. Marathon runners say. I write every day. Writers say. I dance every day. Dancers say. I get in character every day. Actors say. I strum my guitar every day. Guitarists say. And on and on it goes. Their job description changes, but ordinary people that do the same thing over and over and over again ultimately become successful. Consistency is still king or queen or whatever a non-binary royalty figure is these days. The only thing is, no one wants to believe it because it's not all that exciting and it certainly lacks sex appeal. However, everyone still wants to become a master. The trouble is, few people are willing to put in the time and effort that mastery takes. If anything, mastery is as much about hard work as it is about talent. Or as Thomas Edison wonderfully once put it, genius is 1% inspiration, 99% perspiration. Consistency can make us sweat, and we don't always like that. We often miss opportunity because it is dressed in overalls and looks like work. Thomas Edison. No one wants to hear that if we just stick in there, we'll eventually get to where we want to go. No one wants to hear it because it's on par with suck it up or only the weak cry. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it's true. Not the only the weak cry part, but the sticking in there part. After all, I have seen many great things come from a good sob, but not much from a lack of commitment. That doesn't mean that it's all doom and gloom from here on out can mean the opposite, in fact. 
You see, if you know that you'll get there eventually, you can enjoy the process every step of the way. You can even fling your hands above your head as you fly around on this roller coaster we call life. Many of life's failures are people who didn't realize how close they were to success when they gave up. Thomas Edison. 10,000 hours. Malcolm Gladwell famously calculated mastery to take upwards of 10,000 hours. To put that into context, if you worked on the same thing for 50 hours a week, four years straight, without taking a single day off, you would be somewhere close. Some people need to double that. Some people need to triple. The tricky part about nurturing and building consistency is that we live in a world whereby we want everything now and tomorrow's too late already. Everyone's looking for the next buzz, whether it be a new side hustle, career, teacher, online course, fashion statement, an alternative to Bitcoin, electric car, writing platform, or TikTok phenomenon. And that way, it doesn't surprise me although it's depressing to think about, that only 8% of the population are living the lives they want to be living. When I read this statistic, I shuddered, and I wanted to somehow find a way to tip those scales in the opposite direction. So, take them or leave them, but below are three tools that I've seen that can unlock your superhuman potential. One, set and achieve small bite-sized goals. Going after your dream can feel overwhelming, almost to the point of paralysis. Small bite-sized chunks, on the other hand, are far more manageable. Achieving these manageable goals helps to release small bursts of dopamine too. This then tells the brain and the heart to continue doing what it's doing because it's working. It's really working. It might still be a little far away, but tiny steps forward can make huge inroads. Or as Mark Twain once said, the secret of getting ahead is getting started. The secret of getting started is breaking your complex, overwhelming task into small, manageable tasks and starting on the first one. The 1% rule. If you commit to improving yourself by 1% every day, in 100 days, you'll be 100% better off than where you are right now. And in a year, you'll be 365% better off. That's huge. And just so you know, 1% of 24 hours is 20 minutes. So having a daily practice of just 20 minutes every day is the 1% that you need. We don't have to do big things to make a big impact either. Sometimes all it takes is putting one foot in front of the other and knowing that that is also progress. Success is not a big step in the future. Success is a small step taken right now. Jonathan Martinson. So take tiny steps forward, I promise you that you won't believe how far you've come when you take a moment to pause and look back. Continuous improvement is better than delayed perfection. Mark 
Twain. Two, let your life be inspirational to others. Be the change you wish to see in the world. Mahatma Gandhi. The most contagious source of inspiration is happiness. And the best way to continue doing anything is because it brings us joy. So live a life that lights you up, makes you feel alive, takes you on adventures, teaches you great things, helps you learn, connect, share, and grow from your heart. If you're inspired by life, that's all the encouragement you'll ever need. Success finds committed and consistent people, but rarely is it ever the other way around. Three, give away all that you have learned. This might sound counterintuitive at first, but bear with me. Everything you think, know, believe, and trust in your life, you learned from someone else. They didn't own the knowledge they passed on just the same way we don't. When we see that we are part of a beautiful relay race that stretches through the vastness of eternity, there is nothing to hold on to as nothing is ours to keep. So share your gifts, recycle what you've learned, and dispense it as something that's current and fresh. Be brave enough to let go. And remember that in letting go, you're actually creating space for exciting unknown opportunities to come into your life. A key sign that you're on the right path is your willingness and ability to let go and surrender. Consistency among many things reminds us that there's always more to come. Consistency's unspoken hero, courage. It's so rarely spoken about, but without it, no one would have the stamina to go after their dreams. And we need it by the bucket load. We need it to be seen, be heard, share our love and vulnerability, visualize a better future for ourselves and go after it, let people go from our lives that hold us back or want us to keep playing small, make money online, follow passions, build relationships. And this list could go on. As much as consistency is the rarest of human qualities, courage is the unspoken hero that makes us show up every day. Without courage, consistency simply doesn't happen. Talent is cheaper than table salt. What separates the talented individual from the successful one is a lot of hard work. Stephen King. Closing thoughts. I'd like to leave you with one more pertinent quote from Thomas Edison, as he's perhaps one of the most committed and consistent minds of all time. And if you're wondering who the hell is Thomas Edison, he's the light bulb guy that's lighting up your screen. He's also famously said, I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work. See what I mean? Our greatest weakness lies in giving in. The most certain way to succeed is always to try just one more time.
That was the rarest of human qualities, if cultivated, can unlock superhuman potential by Andy Murphy. Not long ago, I got the chance to sit down with Andy to talk about his own writing practice and how he's cultivated his voice. So taking it back, how did you then get into writing in the first place? Where did it all begin? Was it from a need to communicate what you wanted to share? I kind of stumbled into it, actually. I won't, I won't lie there. It was a very stumbled kind of path into writing. I always, I always somehow had this sense that it was a part of my life, but I always thought maybe it would be in the later stages. What inspired you to write this particular piece for Vocal? I think like anything with a new project, it takes an enormous amount, or I find anyway, it takes an enormous amount of energy and time and willpower to really show up and make it something that's long lasting. And especially this solo mission of writing, it's, there's not really anyone else that can, that can sit down and write the words that are needed to, to come through. So over time, it, it really become apparent that consistency is, is so important. And that's when I read the quote by Jeremy Bantham there at the, at the top, the rarest of human qualities is consistency. As far as I could tell, it kind of spread through every genre, every profession, and it was the one thing that seemed to be the thread, the golden thread through it all. So from that, I could really relate my own experiences of writing to then other people's success stories and really create this, I think, this interesting piece. <laughs> but it's an interesting word because I would say, if you'll forgive me, it's not perhaps a glamorous word. <laughs> what do you think it is that makes consistency sound, on the surface, perhaps a bit uninspiring. It's not all that sexy. It's not all that glamorous. It's not all that kind of enticing, really, consistency. So I think there's that, you know, there's that kind of weight to it. But with that brings all of the other joys around becoming more confident in the, in the topic, becoming more open and free to be able to express. But it takes time to build up to that point and really gain consistency so that can all often be a little bit of a, a catch sometimes it's like everything is is needing to be something new and shiny and different and consistency is is that we take stock of what we have and we do it over and over and over again and that's for some people it's liberating for other people it can be quite a challenge i know for me it's both <laughs> i want to hear more about your life because you're giving pointers, I'd say, in this piece about how you can use consistency to develop the aspects of your life that you want to encourage. Are you living the life that you'd like to be living? And if so, how did you get there? I guess that the, the dream life is maybe not what we envision or not what we always can can feel necessarily because there's always ups and downs in life and that's, that's part of the dream life as far as I understand it that's part of the dream life and so for me it's yeah it's been a process like all of the best things it's been such a process to get to the point where I'm one can say that I'm a writer and then two really live that as well so it, it's been a relatively new pathway and, and like like so many people there was there was an abundance of time two years ago that happened where there was a screen and not much else <laughs> so I really I really dove into becoming a full-time online writer two years ago 
And again, that's the consistency. Yo. It's been two years now, which isn't a relative, which isn't a long, long time. But every day showing up and just being like, I'm here and I'm going to learn. And I'm, I'm going to improve myself just a little bit every day. And taking those small steps forward. And suddenly, suddenly there is this, this thing that's grown, this, this baby that's kind of come into the world. And, and then it's just about nurturing that. It's kind of been the process after that initial kind of burst of energy. How do you encourage yourself perhaps to take those steps? Because there are days, I'm a writer myself, and I know there are days when we don't feel like being consistent, when being consistent is a challenge. So what are the steps, the techniques that you found to help you with that? Hmm. I often draw upon two people, actually. Thomas Edison has been one and Mark Twain being the other one. And both come into this piece quite heavily with their quotes and their different ways of saying things. But Thomas Edison's way of, of just, just one more time. Can you just do one more time? And whatever that means, and that, that can often mean rewriting a sentence just one more time or rewriting a paragraph just one more time. And then the other one is the Mark Twain quote that says, just break complex tasks down into very small and simple ones and then just, just do one. So that's often my goal is just to do one. And then if I'm doing one, then I'm often like, okay, I'll do another one and then an another one. And suddenly it's, I'm way further than, a, than, than I thought. And I guess the other one, the other big one is, is just compassion. Some, some days are just diff more difficult than others. So I have a coffee sometimes, I go for a run, I loosen up the schedule a little bit and then allow myself just to, just to flow with kind of the, the actual presence of the day or the day of the, whatever's present that day, really. And I think we can often think about directing compassion at others, but we also have to remember to direct it at ourselves. Completely, completely. I think that's where it starts, right? It's like, what's the, what's the inner voice really saying? How compassionate is that voice really for ourselves? And then it can radiate and, and kind of overflow to other people. As you're moving forward, what's your dream? What's your goal? Do you think of your life in those terms? Yeah, I do. I think there's different kind of goals, really. There's the professional goals around growing a bigger audience and reaching more people and, and connecting with other writers like yourself and, and really broadening the community of writing. So the, there's kind of the professional part where I'm hoping and I'm envisioning and dreaming a, a world of kind of meeting more people and, and expanding in, in, in that way. And then there's also the emotional side and, and really cultivating happiness and compassion and becoming a better version of myself which also takes consistency as well. It's consistency around showing up every day and wanting to be better, wanting to be a little bit better than yesterday. Do you remember the first time you tried this technique of breaking things down into bite-sized chunks? Because I do know that feeling, we all know that feeling of seeming overwhelmed by the scale of a task. What made you discover this useful practical technique? I, I don't know about you, but it was definitely a case of, okay, now, now I'm, I'm doing this thing called writing every day and I love it and it's great. And it's giving me a lot of energy and, and purpose and creativity. But then how do I really make this thing work? Because I don't want to be writing for hours every day. As much as I love it, I'll, I'll burn out. So it was really just to get in, into the mindset of, 
how do I be more productive in the small window of time that still gives me energy and creativity? I just played with it. I just played with what felt right, what felt good for me to really continue. And that's when, as soon as I really broke things down into lists and then was checking things off these lists, that really was the sign that, okay, this is working. This is giving me energy and purpose, which would then help me write even more, you know? So it was this whole feedback loop that was happening. Yeah, that kind of, that kind of went on for maybe a few months of tweaking the system writing way too many lists, but then figuring out a path. I'm waking up every day and I'm feeling energized to sit down and work. And I know that there's a almost like a, a schedule that happens or a, or a structure that I follow. And then that allows me to, to kind of finish what I need to finish that day and, and kind of move on. And that was the moment of being like, wow, okay, I'm being creative and I'm being on purpose here. And productive. Those three things were very much aligning for the first time. But if anything, it was more how I was waking up. It was giving me excitement and joy to really be productive. We can all have setbacks. Sometimes things can be tough or not go the way we plan them to. Where do you get your courage? How do you spring back when you maybe take a hit in some way or another? Every day, every day at the moment, I've been cultivating this voice and it's it's never to see anything as a failure. So that's my number one go-to. It's like, there's this thing that's happened that looks like a failure and my past self would have been very hard and strict and being like, this is wrong, you've failed and move on. It was a kind of a strong voice in my head. Whereas now it's, there's an opportunity to learn and that is enormous for me. For me, it's a very conscious choice. Which way, which way do I lean? Which one do I feed? And... Yeah, because I've been cultivating that voice in my head for a while now, I tend to feed the, the opportunity to learn. And that often gives me such joy, really. I can thank the failure almost. Be like, wow, thank you for saying that, or thank you for doing that, or yeah, I'm glad that happened almost, because it gave me an opportunity to see something that I wouldn't have otherwise seen. It changes the whole thing. Instead of being this harsh voice, it's then like this almost joyful voice around, like, okay, now there's, there's insight here, there's, there's growth here. That's always has its own courageous step forward, I find. And that too requires consistency, practicing hearing that voice in your head rather than the voice that says, oh my goodness, I've done this wrong. Completely, completely. And consistency in thought is one of the hardest things to master, to really refine the thoughts of compassion and love and joy towards ourselves. That for me has been one of the biggest challenges. When did you first call yourself a writer? <laughs> That's a big process, huh? That really owning the, owning the dream life is a big process. It really wasn't that long ago. I'd written three books at the time. I'd written maybe 50 blogs, 50, 60 blogs. And then someone asked me, what, I, what is it that you do? And for a long time it was... Oh, I teach breathwork or I'm online something, but always, I'd always avoid the word writer. And then I just, I just said, like, what does it feel like to say that I'm a writer? How does, how does that feel coming out of my mouth? And then as soon as I said it, it was, then it's like, oh, wow, cool. Like, what do you write about? And I could really share the message of what I was writing. And that then gave me the courage and the inspiration to own, own the fact that I'm, I can call myself a writer and it's okay. And 
it's more than okay. It's actually a, a really cool thing to say and, and, and believe. So even though you were writing, you weren't calling yourself a writer. You were writing a lot. You were writing books, you were writing blogs, but you still hesitated to call yourself a writer. Completely, yeah. Because it's, it's then suddenly the dream life is, is spoken. And it's like, instead of this being this thing that, like, oh, I want to be a writer. Now it's like I'm writing and, and how does that feel? You're living the dream life. How does, that, how does that really feel to say and to be and to do? And that was a big process for me to kind of really step into that. Though consistency may not be all that exciting, as Andy writes, it is undeniably a tried and true method for success. I hope you'll remain a consistent listener of Right Here, Right Now, as we now move towards Season 2. We'll be taking a break for a couple of weeks, but meet me back here to enjoy some of the amazing fiction vocal creators have written. Until then. Whoever you are, whatever your story, vocal belongs to you. If you like the show, come be a part of where it all got started. Join me and the rest of our brilliant creators on Vocal.media, where you can post, read, and comment. If you like what you hear, join us for Season 2 of Right Here, Right Now, when we dive into stories from the Vocal Plus Fiction Anthology. And of course, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to Right Here, Right Now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Erica Wagner. Thanks for listening. Right Here, Right Now is produced by Vocal in partnership with Pod People. Special thanks to our production team, Jacob Fromer and Andrew Hurwitz, and the team at Pod People. Rachel King, Matt Sav, Amy Machado, Ashton Carter, Rebecca Chasson, Carter Wogan, and Morgan Foose.